Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. I'm Alex Ott, your host today. Before I introduce the topic of the episode, let me quickly say that we have a significant improvement on the IWM website. Now, you can search all the resources we have developed in the past several years with the help of a global search. To do that, simply click on search in the main nav, then a new page opens up and you can use filters, keywords, and categories to narrow down to the topic of your interest from all of the resources we have on there. You'll get it all from the podcast, webinars, the blog, the videos on that very topic that you have chosen. Our website, iwm.adventist.org. Today's interview is with Ronald Kuhn, Associate Director for us at IWM. Together with Ron, we develop a series of episodes devoted to Adventist multicultural teams. You probably know that already because we are quite advanced with that. Of course, most of the time, you as a missionary end up serving on a diverse intercultural, or we call them multicultural team. The dynamics of such a team, its effectiveness, its success, your ministry on such a team, and of course, a vision or the vision that the Lord has for your team. These are the topics we bring to you with Ron in this series. Today's title is The Role of Vision in the Success of an Intercultural Missionary Team. It's all about vision as a factor that brings everybody together. Let's look at it. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org slash podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. Ron, welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Thank you, Alex. We've been recording episodes devoted to Adventist intercultural, cross-cultural teams. And our missionaries, the people who we produce these interviews, these episodes for, are most of them, all of them, on such teams. Thank you so much for being available to really speak to the team dynamics as we go through the series. Welcome. It is nice to be back and uh, and uh, to talk about uh, team uh, teamwork. Actually, nothing on this planet is done by ourselves. Even uh, you and me were the result of uh, teamwork. So yes, we, we are a result of teamwork, and we are on a team which is as multicultural as a team can only be. So today we will talk about um, a vision as a uniting factor, um, but let's get to this in order of, uh, of uh, our interview. So the first question I have, Ron, to you is this. How can a team full of diverse team members, many times with distant cultures, very different background, and our missionaries, like we said, on such teams, how can they actually come together and do something together? Yes, um, quite often, you know, when we when we are tasked to do something, Alex, we we immediately want to get 
to the job okay cut to the chase let's go and let's do it actually some cultures con considering the the cross-cultural dimension here i can say that some cultures are actually are actually very anxious to get to the job but we neglect a very important a key aspect of getting the job done properly Remember the, the phrase, I think it was from Abraham Lincoln. If um, I want to cut a tree, I need to spend a lot of time sharpening my axe. Quite often, we want to get to the job of cutting and putting a lot of power and muscle into that without planning or without sharpening our tools. So in the case of teamwork, it is very important that we bring the team together. Actually, let's say that we are all runners and we are going on a journey. All of us run at different speeds. But to get a job done, done we need to go together. If we are working together, we need to understand where we are going. What are we going to do? How are we going to do? So the first part is to understand our mission our purpose so the question is how do we come together so we have to come together around the vision has to be around the the mission the mission has to do around the need what is the need and what is the purpose of this team getting together and that is a neglected part we quite often leaders want to push people to get things that they themselves don't fully understand. Why are we going this direction? Where are we coming from? Well, that's because the leader wants and they are paying my salary. You know, in mission, in the dimension of mission and building people, building people is a process that have has required that requires patience, that requires, I would use the word marketing. In, in other words, we give time for people to process so we are all on board. And so remember, some cultures want to, they don't want much talk. They want, let's get it done. But before we get it done, before we move forward, we need to understand why we are doing this, where we are heading, and how are we going to do. So this requires a special, let's say, a special way, a special um, a vision for a vision. The redundancy here it applies. Requires a vision to craft a vision. Often leaders have that job. They have to. They have to bring people together to understand that vision. Thank you, Ron. I will try to bring out as much as possible in our little time frame on the practicalities of building this vision that unites a team. So last time, you and I talked about an emotional bond as an agency, as something that brings team members together. Today, we're talking about a common vision. You're talking about a common vision as this uniting factor. All right, so um, next is a why question. And here it goes. Why does a common vision lessen the forces that divide? And we have so many of those, beginning with the enemy, and sometimes our cultural differences and generational differences and different backgrounds and experiences 
so many things that divide us. So why does the vision tends to overcome these huge divides? Yes, um, Alex, this is... Uh, let, let me start by saying, have you, have you heard that saying, if you don't know where you are going, any road can take you there? If the teams do not get together to decide to define to define their their journey, decide how they are going to go there, all team members will have a different understanding and quite often will take a different road to get there. And that is where the teams start to 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 get weak. So a vision and why a vision? The Bible answer to us in a very direct and clear way. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, people perish. Can you imagine how strong is that, Alex? Where there is no vision, and this is Solomon considered the wisest man, say, where there is no vision, people perish. Whoa, the same thing could be said about teams. Where there is no vision, where that team is going, there will be collapse there will be chaos there will be misunderstanding quite often the misunderstanding turn into personal conflict and those personal conflicts destroy the morale destroy the mission the vision the noble things that we have are actually eaten up by little termites that go slowly inside the the wood and they build they they eat it up we sometimes don't even see, but discontent, suspicious, doubt, it is all a result of not understanding the vision and getting together to go in the same direction. So why a vision? Because you want the whole group, you want, you want your team, you want to move together accomplishing what you have to accomplish and you need different skills to do different things. In a big building, uh, Alex, you don't work just with an architect or with a builder. You have plumbers, you have electricians, you have tile people, you have all kinds of professionals, let alone the material, the transport and everything. So we need each other to accomplish tasks. Thank you, Ron. With this Bible verse and what it implies, you really got the attention there because it's just too many stories, too many experiences in the past when missionaries fail, basically fail because the teams do not come together the way they should. And why is that? Well, today um, we are saying that the, the, the reason might be because there is no vision that unites them. So the vision that unites Ron, I'm just I'm just basically um, kind of repeating what you said is, when the team agrees together, what is this they want to do together? What is their mission? What is their purpose and their goal? All right, so far so good. Now a, a very practical question. We will go a little bit back to the beginning. There is a team and they now are together and they need to decide what their vision will be. And that is a complicated process, or it might be complicated, or it might be easy. Talk to us, please. What does it mean for a, for a team to give birth to a vision, to, to adopt a vision together? So what should they do? Well, uh, the team needs to find uh, a common ground to 
to meet according to their culture, according to their, uh, let's say, their, their values and according to, to how they, they, they operate. Quite often, we are all a little bit, uh, I would say, we're all a little bit cautious when working with each other. So the first thing is to build trust, to really come, come open because and knowing that we have individually strengths and weaknesses and that's why we are together to build on each other's strength and so i would say that where does the vision come from the vision comes from the synergy of the group listen to this synergy of the group and synergy is the sum of all parts and we can understand this when the social sciences have put this together that the sum of all parts is greater than the individual value so where does the vision comes from first of all we know that vision comes from god wisdom comes from god and if we are talking about missiological aspect or even tasks specific tasks and if you want to be blessed Put God first. So come with that conscience, that understanding that God has a plan for you and we we need to listen to each other. First, we listen to him. We pray together. We ask the Holy Spirit to guide our activities, our, 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 our projects, our things. But then we also accept and understand that God many times is speaking through all his different instruments. And, and sometimes the Lord allows and uses us to patiently go through it together to build the most important ingredient, trust, faith, and obedience. So if we trust each other, if we first we trust God, then we trust each other, then we are faithful to each other, then we listen to each other, we pray for each other, a collective understanding that we call that in social science synergy will be the result. And that is what Jesus was praying for. Unity around a purpose. So this requires, do you remember that Jesus spent many years building this vision together with his disciple, disciples? And when they were finally, when they humbled themselves, and accepted that this was not their plans, but God's plan. Suddenly God could work through them. But first, there was a prerequisite. They had to be united on a cause, on a vision, on a mission. At that time, what was the main purpose that God wanted to give that unity? That Jesus Christ was God. They had to spread that message around the world. The kingdom of God has come and we are his witness. So the the ingredient that Jesus was building was a slowly bringing them together around a common vision of building his kingdom. And Jesus gave the ingredients. You have to unite. That was the first one. Have to work together under the direction of God. But on a practical way, you have to talk to each other. So the collective, the collective exercise, let's put this way, of being together, uniting together, will result on a common vision. If we are honest, hope, and sincere, God will lead us. 
Thank you so much, Ron. There are just so many different people, um, even among our listeners, and we all have different experiences. Sometimes it can happen that a missionary uh, comes to the mission field with the understanding that they've got all the wisdom and their mission is to go there and tell people what to do. And they already have a vision even before they land into, into their foreign land that they're sent to. And uh, the vision is already prepackaged. It's it's there. Other times, uh, a missionary can come and uh, they they land and they are very cautious and they're looking around and they have ideas, but uh, but they don't know how to share them, how to propose them. So the beauty, and I was taking ferocious notes here. The beauty of what you're saying is that in a team. The vision comes from people talking with each other based on some trust that they worked to build. And this is what God can bless. The Holy Spirit makes the vision known to a team through them talking with each other. That's how visions are born, if I understood correctly. Now, very quickly to the next question, which is sometimes it can happen that a team member, a missionary, has an idea wants to contribute to a mission. He's not the leader, but it's very difficult because of cultural differences and so forth. How can a lay member of a team impact the vision? Should they even? And if so, how should they go about it? Uh, One of the key things for any team to succeed, it is the attitude of the leader or leaders that create an atmosphere of, uh, of acceptance, an atmosphere of valuing their members the same as, as higher than themselves, knowing that they don't have the answers. The diversity of skills, gifts, talents, as we call, will bring solutions. And uh, as, I, as I talk about that collective synergy, the result will be far greater than one mind alone. So the the main role of the leader is to facilitate this, um, I would say, this healthy expression and learning together and uh, and allowing people to come as they are. For example, uh, sometimes people think that only certain people have capacity and have understanding and have wisdom and intelligence because they study for that and all kinds of things. God works in strange ways and we have to be very sensitive and careful. We have the story in the Bible of a powerful general and that powerful general was looking for a solution to his health. And who gave him the solution, the tip? was a faithful girl, was a servant. He was, she was probably a slave, a servant receiving wisdom from God and trusting the God that she knows and giving the solution to this powerful general. She was a, a slave servant. So here we have an example of uh, team, team playing because it was she recommended for him to see another uh, person. So, you know, here she doesn't even take the glory for herself. And, uh, and so the, there are so many examples uh, of team building and team supporting. And, uh, but the most important thing is that people do f- uh, 
come together, Alex. Leaders facilitate the people to come together for something greater than themselves. Whenever the attention is turned into me, 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 the whole thing will derail. It is my project, my agenda, then the team will fail. The vision will fail. The vision needs to be far bigger than anybody's name or anybody's personal interest. It needs to be something higher for the good of others. Thank you, Ron. This is the message for the leaders. And let me just repeat what you said. I took a note. The main role of the leader is to facilitate the birth of the vision, which comes through the Holy Spirit and the community, the team, not to actually give it to the team. So this is, again, this is the message, a message to team leaders, whoever is listening. This is where um, we believe Adventist cross-cultural teams will be strong if you come across as these facilitators. Ron, this last question is also probably um, uh, the most practical and uh, the most extensive one. Say the team leader um, is doing his job or her job properly, and um, um, and the team comes together and they pray and they build trust and they talk about their purpose and direction and their mission, um, and they come together around this vision of who they are and what they should be, and say they even put something on paper. And this is their vision, their mission. Now, a week later... Everybody is doing whatever they're supposed, you know, whatever they're doing, whatever they were doing before all of these talks. This is what usually happens. There is a season for visioning together, and then everybody just does what they feel is right, and the vision is not realized. The question is, how can an intercultural team consolidate around the vision? As I said, um, and as we see, we have to look for things greater than ourselves. That even, even new people coming to the team will, will be able and will be happy to look for it. However, it takes time and, it, and we will need to work on it again and again and learn from the mistakes one of the, the greatest lessons probably that the leaders need to, to learn is to accept that the process is not just upwards in a linear way. It is more or less upwards with certain um, down uh, turns. And there will be, let's say, sometimes two steps back forward, one step backward, or sometimes three backwards and then we learn from it and we go and we reflect and we humbly come together to learn. So there needs to be space for grace. I use this word, space for grace uh, and trust in each other. People will have a different understanding and a different pace on how to do things. But once in a while we come together, Leads, leaders need to bring the team together, not to point mistakes, but to retune and to learn and to sort of get feedback and uh, and be patient because there are constant surprise constant uh, delays and know that there will be hurdles on the way but the the work of the leader is to constantly keep that vision on the horizon and ask each one of them or 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 sort of kind of a 
A, how are we doing? Are we, are, are we okay? Do we need to adjust some of the processes to reach the vision that, or, or many of these things is not even outspoken, you know, it is simply supporting um, the, the people to do it. And quite often we, in, in, in intercultural teams, this is the problem, Alex, intercultural teams, we may not understand how other cultures do things in a way that it is, it is appropriate for them, but may be quite strange for you. The, the, the behavior, the values on how to implement certain things, even in, in cultures that are uh, event-oriented versus time-oriented and relationship-oriented versus individual um, orientation. So all of this has to do with values. So this is another topic for the success of the team is to understand the values of each of, of its members. So here it takes time, it takes an attitude to learn, and it takes an attitude of continually building trust among team members. Ron, thank you so very much. This is so important for Adventist, cross-cultural, intercultural teams to be able to come together around this unifying factor of having a common vision that they actually source on their knees from the Lord. Um, because this is so important, and to finish up our interview here on this topic, would you please pray that the Lord will make it possible for every team that is um, tuning into this topic right now? And before I pray, just one last thing, Alex. Um Many times it is just simply breaking the ice, doing something different than the ordinary thing of kind of expecting to, to, to check on the accountability. Or are you guys doing what you should do? No, the, the, the work, sometimes the most effective team building, it is simply to allow people to be human and to allow people to be weak and to allow people to show um, that they are also uh, frail sometimes. So quite often the team building, it is actually not to talk about so much about the vision and the goals, but to allow people and to come together to allow people to be themselves, to be humans and to be valued. People want to be appreciated, want to be valued, and they want to know that they can count on their leaders. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the, the vision that comes from Jesus on how we should serve, how we should live. Help us to build each other. Help us to work in a team spirit the way you want us to work. Give us patience. Give us wisdom. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If the topic of an intercultural missionary team is important to you, Find links to previous episodes right in the show notes. A very important announcement. On October 21, this month, we are hosting a live event together with General Conference Health Department. The topic is very interesting. It is Peace in the Pandemic. How missionaries can navigate vaccine fears and questions. You'll not want to miss it. I know I wouldn't. It's easy to register. The link to the registration page is in the show notes. My name is Alex Ott, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you next week on the IWM Podcast. Yeah.